Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and call us, 208-991-4783. Today's episode is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thanks so much for your support. Now it's time for today's adventure of Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Blood-Soaked Wagon. From New York City, the makers of Clipper Craft Clothes for Men and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast, presents Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's immortal character, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. <laughs> this week's story, The Adventure of the Blood-Soaked Wagon. Yes, Holmes? Stand still, wait. That dart game. What of it? The stocky chap throwing the darts. I don't trust him. He's looking this way. I see what you mean, Holmes. If he's working with the escape murderer, you send a dart our way. A dart in a man's ear penetrating to his brain. Or a dart into the eye. We must walk past him. Cautiously. Slowly, Watson. He's staring at us. He's raising a dart. Terrifying expression on his face. Now he's going to throw it! Here's some good advice about your new suit for this time of year. Be sure that your new suit for spring and summer is especially well-tailored and comfortably fitted so that you look crisp and well-dressed even in warm weather. And a suit like that does not have to cost a lot of money. You can buy a marvelous new spring suit, Clifford Craft designed and tailored of fine worsted, for only $45. And Clipper Craft suits in tropical weights for as little as thirty-three seventy-five to forty-two fifty. Now, men who know say that Clipper Craft clothes give you the greatest dollar value in America. When you buy Clipper Craft, you benefit from the unique Clipper Craft plan by which more than twelve hundred independent merchants pool their tremendous buying power. They give you amazing savings, finest materials, and the work of master tailors. So if you want it to look especially well-dressed this spring and summer, see what a fine new Clipper Craft suit can do for you. Well, Dr. Watson, you've entitled tonight's story The Adventure of the Blood-Soaked Wagon. Why, why, it must have been a hideous spectacle. It was, Mr. Harris. Began one awful night in the fall of 1899 on the outskirts of London. On a vast, desolate meadow, in the dead of night, a huge series of bonfires was blazing, surrounded by the silhouettes of armed men. Some men were shoveling what seemed to be piles of paper into the flames. Others stood about, revolvers at their sides. Holmes had invited me to meet him at the gateway to the meadow. 
Well, children, why have you asked me to come out here at this hour? What is this weird ceremony? I had no doubt you'd find it most intriguing, my dear Watson. Yes, but what is it? You know our British banknotes become dirty and mutilated from constant use. Of course. The Bank of England periodically calls in such currency and replaces the old banknotes with new issues. The old currency is then destroyed by fire. Then what those men are shoveling into the fires is currency? Exactly. Astonishing. They're burning fortunes. But Holmes, why are you here? The bank, Watson, foresighted as ever, realizes that this operation has its dangers. If anything were to go wrong, the financial stability of the empire would be gravely threatened. Therefore, they invited me to be present, stating that they'd feel more secure. Their sentiment was easily understood, and the invitation quickly accepted. <laughs> Fascinating operation. This uh, wagon before us, for instance, it's typical. Three men on it, the driver and two guards, all armed. Those others carrying the bundles from the wagon? Well, they've removed the lower denomination bundles. The very highest value notes still remain in the wagon. Yes, I see. They'll be extra cautious now, I imagine. You see, the, the driver's taken out his revolver. The guards are going to step down. Holmes, the driver shot the guards. It looks as if he's killed both of them. Yes, Watson. Good Lord, he's driving off. Stop him, stop him. All right, up the police. Get up, Master Robert. Get up. Let's go. You other men, fire at that wagon. We stopped the wagon, Holmes, but not the driver. You must be after him, Watson. The carriage I came in, Holmes. We can use that. It's over there. Come on. Is the driver about? I told him to wait. It's so difficult to find a cab out here. Yes, there he is. Driver, we want to follow that wagon. Me, Governor? Drive my fine new carriage after that madman? Me drive after him so as we can all have our heads blown off? Perhaps this will change your mind. Five pounds. Yes, there's five more if we catch that wagon. Ah, up aboard, gentlemen. Quickly, man, quickly. Right, you're up. up. <coughs> get up, get up. But who can this fiendish murderer be, Holmes? I have no idea, Watson, except that his name is Robert something. I distinctly heard him call to his horses, get up for Master Robert. Robert was clever. He knew it'd be black as pitch along this road. He's doused his wagon lights. Faster, driver, faster. This is the best we can do, sir. We must catch up with him. That insane criminal is racing across the countryside with two corpses and thousands of pounds of currency. Can he dispose of the money, Holmes? Indeed he can. Yes, but how? The notes were recorded. The warning will be out. Yes, just as in counterfeit currency. But it's impossible to prevent Robert's using it. Anywhere in the world, he can find countless persons who won't know that the currency's invalid. And it isn't counterfeit in manufacture, it's genuine. I have my service, Revolver Holmes. What if we do find the blood-soaked wagon and its driver at the reins? How shall we seize him? It will not be a struggle of physical objects, Watson. I shall do battle with my wits. Favorite weapon, your humble servant. We must do better, driver, in heaven's name. Watson, there's an inn. See the sign? Yes. Says the dancing lady. There's the chance Robert stopped here to water his horses. He couldn't have gone much farther. The beasts would be exhausted. We shall stop and inquire. Stop at the dancing lady, driver. Yes, sir. Well, perhaps yeah. Robert's hidden his wagon behind the inn, eh, Holmes? He might be stalking about with his revolver, waiting to dispose of anyone who's followed him. Perhaps. Hold up there. Whoa. Wait here in front of the inn, driver. Right, sir. Step down, Watson. Uh. See the wagon anywhere? No. Precious few lights in the inn. Foul looking. Building's half rotting away. Shall we go in? By all means. 
Open the door. Well, it's deserted. No sign of life. Except for the candles flickering by the bar. The innkeeper must have heard our carriage. He'll be down. Someone's coming down the stairs. Maybe the innkeeper, but it may be Robert. Stand by that pillar, Watson. In the shadows, I am. So we see him first. Hello. Who's here? You are the innkeeper? So I am. What might be the idea of standing in the shadows? Trying to frighten a man to death? I regret the necessity. Well, I've no more room. Pull up. Bar's closed. I'm tired. We do not wish to utilize your facilities, sir. We are looking for someone who may have passed this way. He answers to the name of Robert. He was driving a huge wagon with four horses. I don't know anyone of that description. I don't mind other men's business. Even if I did know about this, Robert, I'm not the one for tittle-tattle. Now, be off. My gracious host, this is extremely serious. The man we're seeking is a thief and a murderer. Then find him, if that's your business. Ain't any of mine. Might we look into your cellar? He may have taken refuge there without your knowing it. Could he, now? With the cellar door locked and the key here in my apron? You might be concealing him there, and I shall report to Scotland Yard that you've impeded justice, unless we're permitted in the cellar. Eh, very well, Mr. Pokerbout. Step this way. Here's a door. Oh, step down first, Holmes. Wait, stop, Watson. What is it? A board sticking up from the first step. Well, I, I might have tripped over that. Fallen downstairs, struck my head. And been killed, Watson, certainly. Well, Mr. Innkeeper, was that an unfortunate accident? Or did you arrange it? Arrange it? Robert couldn't have passed this in and bribed you to do away with us, could he? Now, get out of here. Or I'll take this. A bread knife, Holmes. He's taken it from the table. Now, there. get out, both of you. So help me. I have no intention of leaving until we've seen that cellar. All right. Then I'll just take that throat of yours and this knife and do what I promised to do. Night prowlers, eh? This knife's very sharp and will do the job nicely. Now we'll see how it cuts. <laughs> When you buy a new suit, remember, a good new suit is an important purchase, so don't take any chances. Be smart and buy that new suit from a trustworthy local merchant who wants to keep your trade by giving you the latest styles and the most for your money. In your neighborhood, there's an outstanding example of that kind of trustworthy service. The fine local store that sells famous Clippercraft clothes. Superbly designed Clippercraft all-worsted suits at only $45 and tropical weights from $33.75 to $42.50. The exceptional quality of Clippercraft clothes is guaranteed by the Clippercraft label in every suit and sport jacket. The trademark derived from the staunch Clipper ships that established honest New England quality everywhere in the world. You can always rely on Clippercraft clothes and the store that proudly sells them. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes bearing the Clippercraft label. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city. These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clippercraft in your suits, sport jackets, and tropicals. In Manhattan, John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street, Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. In Brooklyn, Abram and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue.
Dr. Watson. Dr. Watson, you and Mr. Holmes were caught with a furious innkeeper striding toward you with a bread knife while you lost precious moments in pursuit of the killer who'd run off with the blood-soaked wagon. Yes, Mr. Harris? As that innkeeper drew closer and closer? I told you... There's less likelihood of an accident, sir. The knife were in my oh. hand. Oh. Oh. Simple I... technique of jujitsu. Uh, Take the knife, Watson. Uh, uh, I'll force it from his hand. Oh, my fingers! Yes, oh. I have it, Holmes. Oh. Excellent. Uh, now, Mr. Uh, innkeeper, if you'll step aside, we shall have a look at your cellar. Push this board aside. I'll go down, Holmes. Interlopers. That's what you are. I'll call the police. I have an absolutely amazing faculty for remaining a considerable distance ahead of the police. It's a very small cellar, Holmes. Empty. Just a few uh, wine barrels here and some flour. No sign of Robert. Come up then, Watson, quickly. Brixton, that's where you belong. You two should be in Brixton present. To the carriage, Watson. We must continue along this road. Yes, certainly. Good night, Mr. Innkeeper. I return your knife with thanks for your dazzling hospitality. Ah. All right, driver, we'll move along now. Yes, sir. Top speed, driver. Top speed, Mr. Rowe. Well, Robert may be very far away by now, Holmes. Out of our hands, free of justice. Prepared to flood the world with worthless currency. Uh, beg your pardon, gentlemen, but there's a crossroads up ahead. But, George, we won't know which fork Robert's taken. We may, Watson. Look, on the road ahead. The chap walking there? Yes. Miserable-looking creature. Vagabond, eh? Pull up beside him, driver. Up! Hold! Up! Whoa. Hello there. You call me? Have you seen a large wagon with four horses go racing by? Oh, no, no, not me. I didn't see nothing, so help me. How long have you been in this vicinity? Oh, a few hours. I was sleeping by that ditch. Might have got a job at a circus down the road, but it weren't no use. This wagon was driven by a criminal. Aiding him constitutes a serious offence. I, I, I didn't, didn't do nothing. I, I, I didn't do nothing, honest. Surely someone with a prison pallor as pronounced as yours is familiar with the law. Shall we escort you to the police as a suspect? Oh, no. Shall no. we examine your pockets, for instance, where we'd find currency? It would be a special type, I imagine. Faded, dirty, stolen by the driver of that wagon and presented to you as a bribe. Well, I... All right. The bloke did pay me to keep quiet. It didn't work the silly five-pound note he slipped me. I won't risk going back to prison. Good work, Holmes. When did he pass here? Where's he gone? Well, he was here about ten minutes ago. Took the left fork of the road toward the village. Oh, you won't turn me in, will you? Be a kind soul, Governor. No, we shan't turn you in. The left fork driver toward the village. Well, we've passed the village, Holmes. Still can't find Robert. You know, look, Holmes, there. Yes, Watson, his wagon. He's abandoned it by the road. But stop. No, no, no. The abandoned wagons of no value. We must find the man. And since that traveling circus the vagabond mentioned is just ahead of us, I'd say that Roberts left his wagon here and raced to the circus grounds. Pull up by that entrance to the circus driver. Right on, Mr. Holmes. You will wait here by this main gate, driver. I understand, Mr. Holmes. I step down, Watson. Yes. Our man's somewhere at this circus. Keep a sharp eye on that gate, driver. You may spot our man. Short, fat. And carrying huge parcels, I'd say. Parcels of high-denomination currency. I'll watch for him, Dr. Watson. 
If I see this Robert Sylvester, I'll whoop Paloo and hang on to him for dear life. Splendid. Come along, Watson. There's the ticket booth. Oh, beautiful bright lights, eh, Holmes? Oh, that queue. There are so many people. I'll explain. We must pass through immediately. Here, here, you two. To the end of the queue, if you don't mind. Constable, I am Sherlock Holmes, and this is Dr. John Watson. Yes, and I'm His Excellency, the Prime Minister. Now get along to the end of the queue. Constable, homicidal maniac has vanished with a fortune from the Royal Mint. He's somewhere inside the circus grounds. Now, you, you shut up and wait your turn. But I am Sherlock Holmes. It so happens that I'm a very close friend of that great detective I am. Told everyone in the village about it. <laughs> I helped him out on many a case. Oh, you have, have you? Constable, this gentleman standing before you with the pipe and the cape is Holmes. Stay in line, you. We're losing priceless time, Holmes. Yes, confound it. That cashier of the ticket booth is very stupid and slow. Constable, did a short, stout chap pass into the fair a few minutes ago, probably carrying large parcels? Yes, a friend of yours? He's the criminal we're after. Oh, yes, surely. But it's all true, Constable. Won't you join us, break through this gate and pursue the murderer? Well, Constable? Stay in line, I said. If you won't allow us through instantly, Wait, I... Holmes, the cashier's ready for us now. At last. Two, please. All right, come, Watson. Let's search every booth, every tent. Hadn't we better take the constable along? Hmm. That imbecile, what use would he be? Now, let's look for Robert. Very carefully, Watson. Remember, he's sporting a revolver. He's already killed two men. An additional two would mean nothing to him. Nothing at all. Begin the search. Well, no sign of Robert, Holmes. We haven't inspected beyond the ground, Watson. There. That woods? Right. You might have dashed into those woods. Then let's try. Wait. What is it? A dark game. What of it? You must pass it slowly. The stocky chap throwing the darts. Aha, uh -huh, yes. He too might be in this with Robert, eh? If Robert's hiding in the woods, our dart-playing friend might send out one our way, eh? Just one could easily be fatal. The air to the brain. Walk past him. Cautiously. It's a dead shot. Walk toward the woods and keep watching him. Yes, I am. Just a few more steps. He'll be out of range. He's looking this way. Never mind. Walk on. He's raising a dot. Staring at us. We're past his range. Now over the ropes, across the road, to the woods. Run! <laughs> Not much light, Watson. Just the moon. Thick foliage. It's clearing ahead. I see water. Yes, there's the Thames. Yes, there's the Thames. All right, stand where you are, both of you. You've led us a most intriguing chase, Robert, here to this riverbank. The chase is over. You're going to die now. Don't move. You're waiting for a small boat day, Robert, with your dreams in those great parcels at your feet. The stolen currency. The boat will be headed across the river to fresh horses, I presume. You won't live to spread an alarm to announce my whereabouts. You're going to die like the two guards. I still have my revolver, you see. We must stop him, Holmes. Oh, we have a moment, Watson. Robert must wait for the boat and for his master. His master? What do you know of that? A great deal. You must be joined by the man who devised this scheme. Your employer. Who is it, Holmes? The innkeeper? The vagabond? Someone back at the meadow there? Someone we've never met before? No, Watson. The head of this operation has been with us ever since this chase began. He's what? The man behind this criminal maneuver 
is the driver of our carriage, Watson. Our driver? He's not an ordinary carriage driver, however, not an ordinary criminal. This crime is the brainchild of the one man for whose prowess I have a certain degree of respect. The most dangerous man in England, Professor Moriarty. <laughs> You've again justified my faith in your powers of deduction, Holmes. Pleasant to greet you by your correct name, Moriarty. I see you've dropped your disguise. It's no longer necessary. Robert will now kill both of you. I admit to having been deceived earlier, Moriarty, but you committed an error, too. I did? Oh, yes. As we left you at the carriage by the fair gate, you referred to this man as Robert Sylvester. No one mentioned or even knew this chap's last name, but you did. It meant that our driver had a direct connection with the escaped criminal. At the same moment, I realized that this was my first opportunity tonight to look at our driver, Christie, under the fair's bright lights which Watson admired. And you saw through my disguise there? Precisely. A superb idea. To be the carriage driver who brought Watson to the meadow, you could observe every effort to apprehend Robert. Yes. An inspiration, I thought. One commits a crime, yet one is with the forces of law as they seek to solve the crime. Delightful experience for me. It appeased my appetite for new adventures in the world of evil. <laughs> ah, I see the lights of our boat approaching. Go on, Robert. You will kill Dr. Watson and Holmes. Now, empty your revolver into those two. Yes, Professor. Ready, Robert? Ready, Professor. I have always warned you, Holmes, that the ultimate triumph in our years of combat... It'll be mine. Oh, there you are. The constable from the circus. Robert Scan Watson. Yes. Where I have it, Holmes. No. Stay where you are, Robert. No. No. What on earth is this all about? Moriarty, he flashed back into the woods. I'll wing him, Holmes. <laughs> oh, I missed him. He's gone. He dashed about those trees like a jackrabbit. Shall I offer him, Holmes? No, Moriarty as a quarry is more elusive than your quickest animal. Well, so you came to rescue us, eh, constable? Yeah, rescue you? Yes. Now, there's our prisoner, Robert, with his stolen currency. Stuff and nonsense. I came here to arrest you and your friend with the cape. You what? Cheating the poor cashier of his proper change, eh? She sent me after you. Took a while to find you, but the jig's up now. <laughs> I deliberately cheated the cashier, Watson. You may recall I noticed she was dull, easy prey. I knew we'd need a policeman to save us were we in trouble. I knew she'd send this lumbering wooden head after us. Probably the only way to come along. Lumbering wooden head, is it? You'll whistle a different tune at the village jail, you will. Constable, don't you realize what's happened? Look at those parcels. Rip one open. Why, there's a fortune in them. Now, you can tell your friends the truth. You did work with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson, and you've helped us capture a thief and a killer. You've eliminated an awful threat to the economic stability of the Empire. Do you believe us now? Oh, I believe this fellow's a criminal, and that's stolen currency, and I've helped save the day. But as for him being Dr. Watson, and your being Mr. Sherlock Holmes, oh, that's a likely story. A likely story indeed. <laughs> Dr. Watson pursuing the blood-soaked wagon was an, an unforgettable experience. Well, Mr. Harris, there are many such thrilling recollections of my adventures with Holmes. 
And one of the most surprising was the one I've selected for next week. And, and what do you call it, Doctor? It's the adventure of the three Garadets. It concerns one of the queerest wills ever fired. A butterfly collector and a gambler's duel to the death. The makers of Clipper Craft clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and the program is produced and directed by Basil Lochran. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by George Spelvin. This week's story was written by Howard Merrill with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in The Adventure of the Three Garadets. This is Cy Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, this is one of the better uh, original mysteries. Uh, that we've uh, heard this season. Outside those ones that were taken from the uh, canon by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, this one, great plot, some good suspense, uh, and a few nice plot twists uh, thrown in. So definitely g- glad to see some better episodes as we get to the end of this uh, series. And uh of course, next week we have one of the original stories from the uh, canon that will be adapted. So, a lot of uh, excitement. I hope you'll join us back here next week for another episode of Sherlock Holmes. Tomorrow, it's yours truly, Johnny Dollar. In the meanwhile, I send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.